When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, it's the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your girl, Jessie Mae Peluso. Another week, another motherfucking dollar. What day is it? We don't know. We don't care. We're going to survive. We're going to thrive. We're going to be fine. How are you doing? How you living? How you loving? Are you learning? Are you growing? Are you showing? You pregnant, bitch? Was it planned? (laughs) I'm excited you're here. It's a couple days late. I wanted to do a little bit of a throwback episode and ended up into me talking about my problems and I think you're going to enjoy it because it's very revealing and makes me look like a complete fucking asshole. So that's the most we can hope for during this quarantine is to show a little humility, which is a word I have difficult with throughout this podcast. Speaking of this podcast, we now are going to be available on my YouTube page. You can watch the videos on my YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash Jessie Mae Peluso. Go over there, subscribe, watch the videos. And if you want exclusive content that will still be available on my Funhouse fan club page on patreon.com forward slash Jessie Mae Peluso, become a Patreon of the podcast, support us. It helps us put the episodes out every week. You can choose any tier you want. However you want to support is appreciated. There's a few different options for you guys. Thank you so much for your support ahead of time and for everybody else who is a part of the Funhouse fan club. I love you guys. You're the best. And also, don't forget, I am on Cameo. What the fuck is a Cameo, bitch? You don't know what a Cameo is? I'm drinking wine. Hold on. A Cameo is this fun custom video you can get from various celebrities, athletes, and entertainers. It's an app. You can go on. You can book anybody. But I am also available and I'm making custom videos. I can do inspirational videos. I can do somewhat of a help out you and your husband or boyfriend or girlfriend video, you know, cause I'm, I'm not a relationship counselor, but I've been through like 14 relationships. I've just gotten out of my most recent relationship. So a bitch has some information for you, male or female. I'm available for all of you fuckers. So check it out on cameo. You can book me. And as always, please rate and review us on the podcast right here. Let us know how you're enjoying it. If you've got something negative to say, save that shit for your mama. We don't need it here. We don't need your negativity. What? We don't need your negativity. You about to lose your job. (laughs) We all lost our job. Oh my God, is there a pterodactyl loose in the studio? Yes, there is. There's a pterodactyl and it's in my soul. This episode was a lot of fun for me. The podcast is slowly evolving. The more real I get, the more real this gets. So I appreciate you guys being along on this journey. It's basically been like a diary this whole time. Sharp Tongue Podcast has just been a reflection of what's going on in my life. So you guys supporting that is super cool and really appreciated. And also, if you want to call us to have your voicemail featured, give us a call, 513-916-0930. And in the meantime, I hope you enjoy this episode. Please share it. 
rate and review us and you guys are going to have a great time with me talking about everything that's wrong with myself. So enjoy this episode. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 beep. You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Jessie Peluso. Mays. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary, a deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. farts. I talk about love, loss, comedy, how hard it is to make it in this biz. I'm a fucking professional. I talk about my dog sometimes. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. Ooh. Whew, it was a hot one. It's been a hot one. It is Jesse Mae Peluso in LA, coming to you from LA, a steamy 93 degrees, and it's sunny and, and fucking beautiful. But, you know, you got to wear a mask at the beach because the corona is going to get you, and not the good kind, the kind that causes you have respiratory issues. So I'm, I'm convinced we're going to find out in five or six years that we're going to discover this could have been a completely avoidable situation. But I'm here to bring you some fucking entertainment. We don't want to hear any more about Corona. We fucking get it, man. Shit. How many days have we been in our house? I don't know if you guys are going crazy. I'm going fucking crazy. I'm going fucking crazy. I, there's, only, there's only so many times I can clean my fucking closet. Okay, I've organized my sock drawer. Look at me. I'm organizing things on the desk here. It's, I'm at my fucking limit. I'm really at my limit with fixing things and cleaning things. And, you know, I've, I cleaned out my fucking cupboards, assholes. My cupboards. I've got a fupa now. My boobs have doubled in size, which isn't, isn't, isn't a bad thing. If, if you're unable to watch this, we're now making the podcast available on YouTube. Patreon is going to be getting exclusive stuff that nobody else is going to be getting. So make sure you join the Funhouse, my Patreon fan club page, patreon.com forward slash Jesse Mae. Go over there and join it. Watch a bunch of fun fucking videos. But the podcast will now be available on YouTube as well as Bong and Movie, which you've already heard. But I'm, I'm going crazy. And then I'm, I'm battling with, well, I got to be healthy. I can't drink every day. Fuck that. Fuck. Honestly, I'm fucking, I'm sick of it. I'm fucking sick of all of it. And yes, I am Jesse May positive Peluso, but fuck if I can't be a little bit annoyed. I need to get wine. Hold on. I got to go get a wine. I can't handle it. You guys wait here. It's, it's fucking ridiculous. I don't, it's like, what is it, 11 a.m.? I'm not waiting. What do I have to wait for? For 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 it to be fucking two o'clock? Oh, what's the difference between eight a.m. or two o'clock at this point in this fucking quarantine? Tell me. Nothing. Not a goddamn difference. Yeah, it's almost that time of the month. Yeah, I went through a breakup. Shit has hit the fan, and I feel great actually. <laughs> Carlin, stop itching. Go itch someplace else. Go. My dog's got some sort of 
rash allergy. I think he's allergic to the quarantine. And uh, I need a drink. I need a drink. A lot of shit has gone down. We are going to get into the psyche, the psychology of breakups. But not this episode. This episode, we're going to have some fun. I found a bunch of old shit from my past, which is old shit. And I want to get into it. But I'm so... I need a drink. Cheers. It's, I don't even know if it's noon. Who fucking cares? I'm drinking wine, didn't it? Look, I'm a Sicilian. We drink wine all day long. That's not a drinking problem. You have a drinking problem if you don't drink all day long. And we don't drink to get drunk, bitch. We're not drinking to get drunk. We're just drinking to have a good time. There's no reason for you to judge us. Just because you're, you know, doing whatever the fuck you do with your family how do you think we handle ours? I got to fix my hair. Oh, I'm on edge. I'm on edge. But I feel fine about the breakup. It was, it was long overdue and I learned a lot and I guess I wish him well. We'll, we'll get into it. We're going to have my therapist on and I'm going to be super revealing. It's going to be a very candid episode, but also <laughs> I'm literally wiping the wine off of the bottle the drip the the wine that dripped off of the bottle and licking it that's a problem um we're gonna be very candid I'm gonna have my therapist on we're gonna talk about the breakup but that's not this episode this episode is me no makeup shiny fucking face drinking wine at noon we'll call it noon we'll say noon it's also you know the podcast should have been up on Tuesday I went through a breakup. I've been dealing with it. What do you want from me? You know, it's, it, it, I've put, I've put my blood, sweat and tears into this fucking podcast. You know, I podcasting through my dad being sick, podcasting through the, the fucking quarantine. And at some point you just, you, you can only take so much. <laughs> and now I'm taking oil off of my, I'm so greasy. <laughs> If you want to watch this, you must get over to my YouTube page. I am degreasing. You won't believe how greasy I am. These oil blotting sheets, not a sponsor. They should be because I use them every fucking day. I am the greasiest Sicilian you will ever meet in your life. It is not just a stereotype. It is a real situation. And I'm grateful for the grease. You really have to be grateful for the grease because... So I've been told by many dermatologists and facialists that I use, the grease keeps you young. I don't really have any wrinkles. I'm very, very fortunate. I am 22 years old. I am going to be 22 years old for the rest of my life. That's my goal, and I'm hoping the grease helps me achieve it. But I, I go through like six or seven of these oil blotting sheets. And if you're a guy, you're like, what the fuck is an oil blotting sheet? Listen, it's not just for girls. You can use it too. If you're a greasy dude and you know, which sometimes characteristically, if you have very greasy skin, you also get chimples, which I get sometimes too, because my skin is so fucking greasy. Chimples love it. Chimples are like, oh my God, let me take a fucking nap on this grease mound. You can use these too, guys. These aren't just for ladies. These aren't just like chick things. If you're a greasy fuck too, you have to get them. Get, get this store brand. You don't need the fancy one. I think these are just like the CVS oil absorbing sheets. And it, it, it honestly, it makes a world of a difference. 
you go from greasy bitch to matte princess. Like, I feel like a princess right now. It's like I have the best skin ever. It is, there's no more sheen. I feel like I'm no longer a, an object shining from another galaxy. But, God, I am on fire. I'm on fire. I'm on fire for a lot of reasons. Probably the same reasons you guys are on fire. How much fucking longer? Is this going to go on? <laughs> Have you guys just wanted to scream? <laughs> no one's going to come to my rescue. Are you kidding me right now? There's no one coming to my rescue. Just got to let it out. Scream at the top of a ravine. Oh, Carlin came over here. He was a little worried, but now he's going back. He came over, farted, and, and walked away. I swear to God, my dog is useless. <laughs> I have felt on edge. I have felt disjointed, unsettled. But I also do a lot of things to keep myself balanced. You guys know I hike in the mornings. I eat clean. I am so so what's the word disciplined about sleep I go go Carlin go I'm good he brought me a ball I screamed and he, he's like oh we're we gonna play tennis this motherfucker I fall off the side of a cliff he comes over with a fucking ball I thought she was gonna play oh no she's she's dead all right well I guess I'll go find somebody else I <laughs> I just really value my sleep so I've realized the benefit of starting to really have a, a regimen. Like I will, it's so bad. I'm so embarrassed to say this. <laughs> I go to bed lately because I can, because normally when I'm on the road and touring and doing stand-up shows and at comedy clubs, I'm lucky if I get to bed at midnight. But now that I'm not touring or, or traveling or doing stand-up at all, I am in bed at like nine. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I don't go to sleep at nine, but I, you know, I like to like watch a little TV, which is not the greatest for your sleep. It is so terrible to be on your phone or watching TV. It really affects your ability to get into that REM sleep. And that REM sleep is a sweet spot for your brain. That's where a lot of your glymphatic system does its work. And also during your sleep, a lot of digest, uh, digestion and fasting happens. It's a great time for your body just to get a break from eating all day long and it can work on what it needs to work on. But REM sleep, you need that REM sleep in order for that shit to go down. And the screens inhibit your ability to get into those deep sleeps. So I've been using my whoop strap to, to navigate the different levels of sleep and I am not getting the REM. I'm not getting those numbers. So I have to change something, but I do put a lot of work into trying to maintain some semblance of a routine, which I'm really good at. Actually, all things considered, I get up relatively early. I usually journal. I have my crosswords cause I'm like a 90 year old at heart. I'll have my tea, my mud water, which I love so much. It helps me so that I can actually fall asleep at night, but gives me that nice energy. You, if you guys haven't seen my morning quote unquote coffee routine, I sometimes and traditionally have had coffee right when I wake up, but coffee fucks with people like me because I have so much energy. I don't, I have cocaine energy without doing cocaine. I've never done cocaine in my life. I don't need it, but 
I normally wake up and have a cup of coffee and that just gives me so many jitters. And I, I also, sometimes with people who drink caffeine, there's a lot of anxiety and anxiety attacks associated with a certain level of caffeine in your system, especially because of coffee. So I found mud water, which is a, uh, it's an adaptogen type of drink. There's a bunch of delicious mushrooms in it, cordyceps, reishi, ashwagandha, I think maybe chaga, and it's also blended with like cinnamon and cardamom and salt. It's all natural, and it gives you like a natural energy feeling without the anxiety or jitters, and I love it so fucking much. So that's my routine, and then I'll bring these fuckers hiking. I like, it's like a meditative hike where you know, I wake up and especially during this quarantine and going through a breakup and I have felt really disjointed. I've felt like a lot of my identities have sort of been stripped from me. You know, my stand up, I identify as a stand up comedian and that's been stripped of me since March. And I identify as a performer and as a family person. And I haven't seen my family since March, we FaceTime and everything, but you know, it's so much more different. I actually like my family. I know it's fucking weird to say, not that we don't get on each other's nerves, but that's what wine's for, you know? I, I, I miss my family. So I've, I've sort of struggled with hanging on to that identity and then my relationship falling apart. So all these things have sort of been taken or have, I've had to let go of and it's taken a real concerted effort to try to navigate through all of that loss and also be motivating, motivated and inspiring and inspired. You know, I need to be inspired in order to be inspiring. I need to be motivated in in order to be motivating. So I've struggled to find things externally to fulfill the holes inside of me to keep going. And that's where you realize you have to sort of flip it and go inward. You know, you can't really, there's only so much shit you can get from the outside to bring in. At some point, you have to start doing the work from the inside out. You know, I always talk about uh, emotional and personal excavation, like excavating your trauma and things that you're dealing with. And I've really had to fucking do that during this quarantine. I'm sure you guys have too. I'm sure a lot of you bitches are like, you are preaching to the choir. And a lot of you dudes are like, holy fuck, I've been going through the same thing. It's been difficult for all of us. And I think it's important for people like me who are in the public eye to let you know that it is normal to feel lost. It's normal to feel disjointed and disconnected and we're all in a sort of survival mode right now. We're all in this like emotional, financial and, and, and career purgatory where we don't know where we stand. We don't know what's coming. Luckily for me, I have the podcast and I can create things and do things on social media, but a huge aspect of my overall well-being has been stripped. And so I've, I've really had to be more diligent about my routines and making sure that I'm eating healthy. And aside from going to bed at 4 PM, (laughs) I'm day drinking wine, eating dinner at like four and going to bed by six. I'm 90 and I'm fucking fine with it. This is quarantine life. 
Quarantine has turned me into a 95-year-old woman about town. And I will come and I will fuck your dad. Especially if he has a boat. I'm coming home for the holidays, bitch. Auntie May is your new step mob. <laughs> oh, she laughs at herself too much. Suck a dick, people who say that. Imagine being a person annoyed by someone else who enjoys themselves. What, what, what the fuck happened in your life? That you're, you can't stand if somebody else is enjoying themselves. Go to therapy. If you, this is what you should do. Before you type something negative in a comment section or leave a shitty review, ask yourself, is this coming from pain and hate or fear and, or, or love and, and acceptance? Because if you're typing something negative, I guarantee you there's something going on on the, on the inside that you haven't dealt with, and it's just a projection of your own insecurities, of your own feelings of inferiority, um, it, feeling inferior, of your own inability to be humi- hum- <laughs> feeling humility. Humility is the pathway to growth and change. It truly is. The only way you can really evolve as an individual is to feel your own humility. (laughs) Tough word. Humility. (laughs) I realized another word I was saying. (laughs) Another word I was saying wrong. My fucking friend had to tell me I was saying it wrong, but I was so adamant I was saying it right. It was in your date, and I've been saying an onion date, and that's just because of the way I read it. And then I got stuck on in onion date, like an onion in a date, and so I turned it into in onion date, and it's in a date. But humility, humility. <laughs> it's a tough word. Humility, humility humility. Yeah. Okay. So I was adding a couple L's and a couple I's. What do you want from me? There's no more rules anymore. The point is to to have some humility about yourself and that's, that's how you can grow. But sometimes you feel like there are no resources. You know, during this time of quarantine, you feel like you're so alone. There's no resources. Everything sucks. Nothing sucks besides your perspective. And that's, that's a hard truth to tell yourself. If you think everything sucks, the first thing that sucks the most is your perspective. And that's what needs to change first. And that's what I realized about myself when I was like, woe is me. Oh, I can't do stand-up anymore. And I can't see my family. And oh, my boyfriend's a fucking asshole. I mean, you know, he's not a fucking asshole, but he's kind of a fucking asshole. I mean, I'm sure I'm a little bit of a bitch, but he's also a fucking asshole. These things happen, but also you have to like, you have to just sort of figure out your perspective to change to deal with it. I could have given up and moving ho- moved to Syracuse and thrown in the fucking towel and been like, fuck it. That's it. There's no more comedy. And I probably should have done that just to spend some time with my family. But because of certain things that happened, my ex-boyfriend um, kind of, you know, dragging me along on a string, whatever. It's okay. We'll deal with it on the therapy episode. I, I stuck around in L.A. And I have, you know, some frustration about that. But But you can only deal with the day ahead of you. You can only deal with, with what's in front of you. And if you go, oh, woulda, shoulda, couldas, and I'm pissed about what happened yesterday, you're going to fucking go into an early grave, man. 
You've got to implement things into your life that can help you move forward and learn how you occur in life. Instead of how people make you feel, learn how you make people feel. That's the road to growth. That's the road to being independent. That's the road to true love and being free is learning how you occur in life. And that's a hard, hard thing to face. It's facing yourself. It's being and feeling humility. <laughs> it's not, well, not being humility. That doesn't make any sense, but it's feeling humility and feeling vulnerable and really looking in the mirror and going, how am I contributing to my life right now? So I've had to ask those questions a lot. And I've always asked those questions ever since I started therapy years ago when I was dealing with the the aftermath of my rape and, and dealing with various scenarios in my life where there was abuse and feeling lost. I, I've always sort of, well, not always, but since I started therapy, I've, have have sort of approached myself with a realistic question like how am I contributing to all of this and not only how am I contributing to it but how what am I doing in my life that's serving me and what am I doing in my life that is doing a disservice to me because I think we can do both and I think it's important to recognize the things and elements of your life that are doing you a disservice and and things that are holding you back you need to know how you hold yourself back. It's the only way to move fucking forward. But it's a, you have to have, what's the word, kids? Word of the day, humility. And wine. Not too much. I'm lucky that I do not have a substance abuse problem anymore. I can handle just a couple glasses of wine. I am a 90-year-old woman, like I told you before. I'll have a couple glasses of wine. I'll have my 4 p.m. dinner, and I'll be in bed by 9 like a good lady. A couple buzzes of the vibrator, and I'm off to bed. <laughs> a little zoot zoot smagoots on the, the chickpea down there, and I'm, I'm off to, to Never Never Land. Not too deep of a Never Never Land because for some reason I can't get that REM sleep, but that's okay. I've got a couple doctors coming up on the podcast that are going to help me out with that and help you out with that. But, you know, for the most part, I've really had to figure out what I'm doing to hinder my growth during this very difficult and trying time. And one of the things is trying to maintain a routine. Like I said before, hiking has really helped me. And it doesn't have to be like a crazy, difficult hike. I think the most important thing are two factors. One, no cell phone. And two, you're in nature. Like you get away from people as much as you can. You you don't really see cars. You can drive out of the city. You're surrounded by wildlife. I think those two things are pertinent for you to sort of get to that meditative state that you can get to when you hike. And to get to that meditative state, you have to be focused on the task. I don't know if you guys have ever sort of had those moments where you have like shower thoughts or I like to call them like car thoughts as well. And I'm not talking about like trashy women, (laughs) not T-H-O-T. I'm talking about like mental thoughts. I think you have those good ideas in the shower because you're focused on a task. You're focused on something that your body knows how to do, doesn't require too much exertion, 
on the physical end, but also it's something that you just sort of, it's almost involuntary. Well, walking is kind of like that for us. And I think the reason why your brain has such clear, clear, good ideas in the shower or what you think are good ideas is because your brain has some time to roam free. And I think that's what happens with me on these meditative walks or hikes that I take, which are above an uh, intermediate level for sure because the, the the hills I climb up are pretty steep and then they come down and then they go back up so my heart rate is constantly being challenged and it's increasing and decreasing but even the act of that that's why exercise can be meditative it doesn't have to be a complete physical exer- exertion but as long as you're focused on the task at hand you can truly benefit from you can really reap the benefits from that activity and that's why I I have hiked through this breakup. It's really helped me uh, organize my thoughts. It's helped me process my emotions. And it's helped me figure out how I'm going to do better next and what I did to contribute to it and how I can shift and become a better person and become the woman that Brad Pitt needs. (laughs) Oh, you guys don't know I'm getting Brad Pitt fit. You better come through. Oh, I am going to date Brad Pitt. Kind of like how Kate Kate Holmes said when she was a little girl, she's going to marry Tom Cruise. And then she did. She secreted that shit to real life. Your girl is going to date Brad Pitt. I'm leveling up. Level up. Level up. Level up. Level up. Level up. Yes. I'm leveling the fuck up. Okay. That's just the way it's going to be. I, I realized that on my meditative walks, I'm a date Brad Pitt. I started videoing about it. If you guys don't follow me on my IG story, if you do, you already know I'm on date Brad Pitt. That's just the way it's going to be. And why not? Why not me? I'm a really sweet girl, honest, loyal, almost to a fault. Um, I know he's sober. This is my last glass of wine today. And I will only hotbox the garage when he's out gardening in the back. See, it's about compromise. Relationships are about compromise. You have to give something up in order to get something. It's a give and take. And I am here to take, 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 take. Take all of that Brad Pitt jizz. No, that was unnecessary. See, we made it this whole way without talking about jizz. But I, I bet you, I mean, that's that's nominated jizz. Did he win? I feel like he won. That's an, that's an Emmy Emmy, Emmy Dick right there. And I feel like I deserve it. You know, I'm, I'm making myself blush. I don't know if you guys can see if you're watching the video, but I'm blushing. <laughs> Talking about Brad Pitt's dick. It's going to be so awkward when we start dating and then he finds this podcast. He's like, oh my God, you talked about my dick. I'm like, I know, but his dick will be in my mouth at that point anyway. So it won't matter. It totally won't matter. I digress. So speaking of grass, you have to find a way to get yourself out in some nature It really is vital during this time, during this quarantine time where everything is so uncertain and there's so much stress. Holy fucking shit is there stress. Son of a bitch. So much. All of us. All of us. Divorce rates are through the roof. Suicides are through the roof. Children are literally through the roof because they're home all day long and they have so much energy that they're breaking your roofs. There's just so much to unpack on a base level of being a human 
like on your regular day to day, there's a lot to unpack that you don't even start to unpack because of all the shit that you have to do. And then you throw in a quarantine where you can't go anywhere and then you have children. So all this stuff that you should be unpacking gets packed down even tighter and then more shit gets packed on top of it because this is an unprecedented time. So we're not dealing with something that we know how to deal with and the unknown causes a lot of stress. And if you already don't have a good stress management regimen for your life, you're fucked. But I'm here to let you know that you're not completely fucked. That there are ways to manage that stress and there are ways to thrive during this time. But you also have to go easy with yourself. If you're one of the lucky ones like me, I mean, I have three dogs, which equals to one troubled child. If you don't have children, take a nap. Work on that project you always wanted to work on. We've talked about this before, but I really think you guys should be taking time to do shit you always said you were going to do, but never did because you didn't have the time or you were too scared or you a thousand other excuses you told yourself. We've all been there. Yeah, 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 yeah. We get it. You want to redo the garage in the back and it's a DIY project. Fucking do it, Gerald. Go go to Home Depot. Watch a couple fucking Google, Google some videos, YouTube some shit. There's no reason to not get some shit done. This is tough love. Before I was telling you I understand the stress, there's no no reason why you can't figure some shit out. You can learn guitar. You can learn how to put a wall up. You can take a wall down. You can put a fucking window in that. You can bake ziti. You can become a sculptor, a painter. There is so much information on the web for you to consume during this time. But if you want to Netflix and chill all day, go ahead. I've been doing that. She laughs at herself. Suck a dick. Make sure it's not Brad's, because that's mine. I I just think the excuses have got to stop. And if you're somebody who constantly blames something else as to why you haven't gotten something done, it's time to do a little excavation. Time for you to be have some humility. <laughs> have some vulnerability and admit how you are occurring in your life and how you're holding yourself back. You got to get out there. You got to put yourself out there. You got to keep going. We've got to keep trying. You're worth whatever project you want to work on. You're worth starting that book. You're worth starting that script. I've started both of those things. I have challenged myself during this time more than ever. The one thing I haven't really gotten into, which everyone's gotten into, is TikTok dancing and cooking. I can't be bothered with the fucking TikTok, you guys. I'm so sorry. Am I supposed to TikTok? Ugh, come on. What, what, what am I going to do? Learn a fucking dance? You really need to see another f- mid-30s girl doing the WAP? I, 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 that's actually, I might put that out. I might put that out because it's still current. It's enough. We get it. Your kid can sing. Oh, Bobby plays a guitar and he sings Ave Maria. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? <laughs> Who cares? You got to listen to Clarissa singing Hallelujah. The Jeff Buckley version. Oh, it's to die for. Like, I don't have to listen, bitch. You should learn it. Stop pimping your eight-year-old on TikTok. Tracy, go learn your own fucking set of skills, okay? Liam Neeson, quit quit pimping your kid out. 
because you're hoping they become viral and you don't have to work. It's a great, it's a great idea. It's a great shark tank. I want fucking 50% of that. I'm in, I'm in, I'm Barbara Cochran. I'm fucking all the way in. I will be there. I will be your Mark Cuban. What do you need? I need an investment in your child's guitar lessons. (laughs) There's just too much. There's too many things for you to do to create excuses as to why you can't do them. So that's another thing. Besides nature and learning new skills, there's no excuses. Nature's free. It's out there. I am pretty sure you've got fucking Wi-Fi. There's the internet. Google the shit. Learn what you can do to get better and grow. Or become stagnant and die. But do you really want to spend your life in a stagnant place? Not contributing to your your life, not contributing to your family or to, the, to your neighbors and community? What else is there? What else is there in this fucking world if you're not making a contribution of some sort? I love to make contributions. I love to help my friends. I love to feel like I am providing a service. But that also, like I said in the beginning... In order for me to be motivating, I need to be motivated. And I understand how your your normal life being restricted makes it difficult for you to find avenues and ways to become motivated. But if I can do it, you can do it. Trust me. It's not easy. I just worked out on my fucking carpet because I don't want to go to the gym in my building because I don't want the goddamn COVID. So I'm out here with Carlin sniffing up my lady lady taint while I'm in downward dog. Carlin's got his snout up my taint and I'm just breathing through it because this is as good as it's going to get right now. This is all we got. And you have to figure out how to change your perspective. And the one way to change your perspective is to fucking move. Fucking move. Get out there. Do some shit. Make some shit happen. Movement is is the key to shaking up that stagnation, to shaking up how you become sedentary and to add a little bit of blood flow. It's almost impossible to not feel good after you've done some movement. So that's, that's one way that you can start to become well-suited or better suited to become motivated to do other things. And the other thing that I found is, because I did say this was like a TBT episode, it's become more like a fucking poor girl's life coach. <laughs> me screaming at you for half an hour about how you need to get your shit together during this quarantine. It's really me talking to myself. But I went through a bunch of photos and, and just like old shit. I have boxes of stuff. I keep things like concert tickets and I have these like, I don't know if you guys have these in your states where you live, but when I used to live in New York... I, I would be friends, especially because I was a bartender. I was friends with a bunch of different like FBI guys and, and policemen and women. And they would, you would get the benefit card. And this is for when you got pulled over. It's basically like a white privilege credit card. Uh, when you get pulled over by a cop, you just show them like, you know, the benefit card and, uh, you could get, They'd be like, oh, you're friends with somebody in the DEA because you only get a certain number of these. These are probably from Spencer's Gifts. My friends probably gave them to me as a fucking gag, but they're so old. I would I would use these all the time. Like, yeah, my friend's on the force. It worked. These worked, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't the cards. It was the tatas, you know? I feel like if you're a woman 
especially a white woman, you can get off tickets a little bit easier. I remember when I was probably 18 years old, I was still living in Syracuse and I had been driving pretty fucking fast. I still drive kind of fast. I feel like that's a chick thing. We're so we're so impatient because we do a thousand things. We're constantly multitasking. We need to slow the fuck down. But I remember this one day I was driving really fast down 81 and I was probably going 70 and a 50, something like that. And I got pulled over and I, I didn't even think, I just said the first thing that came to my mind and the cop rolled down the window before he could say license and registration. I said, I know I was going fast. I know it was way too fast, but I need to tell you right now that I just got my period and it's starting to bleed through my jeans. And this is my dad's Oldsmobile. And if I bleed on the driver's seat, it is fabric. It will stain and my dad will kill me and I'll never be able to drive his car again. And I'll be grounded for life with period blood all over the front of his seat. And the cop just was like, <laughs> he was so, so mortified. I said period blood like six times. I might even added a, you know, coagulated and, and clot in there just for effect. I don't know, but he was so disgusted. He didn't even take my license and registration. He goes, just go. He literally was like, just get out of here. He was, he was grossed out and he was angry at me for having my period angry. I didn't have to flash the cards. I just flashed my, my tampon. And then I got scared that he was going to follow up on my period story that I pulled off the side of the highway and stopped at a convenience store and bought tampons. That's crazy. But I'm sure people have done crazier things to get out of tickets. I am sure of it. I, I have so much of these, so many of these old collector's things from my life. This is my H&M employee card this is what we use to like get through the doors and stuff and I there was I don't know what other information was on there I used to work at H&M I worked at H&M for about five years it was one of my first jobs where I remember getting like having to go through the interview process and actually have to sort of sell myself a little bit and feel excited and I started off at the H&M in Syracuse New York and they, at the time of me getting hired, this is in Carousel Mall, AKA Destiny, as we refer to it today. When I was in the process of getting hired, they had let me know that they were also building a store in Boston. And I was thinking about moving to Boston at the time because a fella I was dating lived in Boston. Shout out to Randall. How you doing? We're still friends today. He's a great guy. He, uh, the store said that I could open up the store in Boston. So I actually only worked in the Syracuse store for maybe a month or two. And then I got transferred to H and M and they had such an amazing hiring. Like it was almost like casting the people that they hired, just the greatest people who I'm still friends with today. Some of my closest friends I'm still friends with from working at H and M and just the characters this company would hire. It's basically like, I felt like whoever did the casting for real world MTV. Remember that show on MTV, MTV's real world. I feel like whoever did casting did hiring at H and M because you'd be like, who is this albino half Mexican, half German man named Abraham? Why is he folding lingerie? Who is this guy? (laughs) Who is this 72 year old 
coked up grandma folding socks in Chiboogie. Who is she? Who is this? And these are real people. These are real people. Who is this store manager who's in Maxim showing her tatas and her hoo-ha? Yeah, we had a store manager who did a spread, literally a spread, in one of those magazines. I don't know if it was Maxim or, you know, wet-ass pussy magazine. I don't know what it was, but she had her she had her WAP spread out and the half German, half Mexican guy, Abraham, printed out the photos and brought them into the store and showed everyone in the store. And our, and she was our store manager at the time. And we had a looker. I remember looking her in the eyes and being like, I just was looking inside of your vagina hole. I know what your urethra looks like. We just all looked at it in the fitting room. Abraham showed us everything and congratulations. First of all, I don't know if you had reconstructive surgery or if that is factory installed, great parts, great hardware. The engine is top notch. No, no complaints here. It, it just was, it was a crazy experience. So many wild people. And we used to just, we take our, our check and we put it right back into the store I had H&M clothing. I was I was dolled up in H&M clothing for years. And then we'd go to the Beantown Pub. We'd go to Beantown Pub. And we would drink our faces off. We would just, we would go and drink our faces off. We'd spend all of our money at at the bar. And we'd go back and do it again. That's just how how we lived our life in, in Boston and working at H&M. It was honestly just some of the most fun times of my life. I remember one time a doctor came in and I've talked about this story, I think on stage and maybe even on this podcast or other podcasts. I was working in the back of the store, which was the children's department. I worked there with my best friend, Aaron and her and I, you know, we'd come to the store. We'd have to like open the store at like seven 30 in the fucking morning. And her and I had been out till 1 a.m., that morning. And so she'd be taking a nap in the middle of a clothing rack because she also was in law school and studying and being a good person, even though she was drinking her weight in vodka club and and crayons the night before. I'd let her take a nap in the middle of a clothing rack while I folded socks with coked out Joni. Um, (laughs) I think her name was Joanne. I forget her fucking name. I don't know if you guys can hear. I keep having my outro music pop on because I've got it in the wrong fucking file. (laughs) You guys probably can't even hear it, but it's so funny. The outro music, it was popping into my headphones. I'm like, oh my God, we're done already. Do we, I'm like, guys, are we done? Did we, am I going over my time? But I remember um, we used to just spend all of our money. And this one time, I was working in the back of the store so I could see the whole front of H&M. And there's two things that happened to that store that I'll never forget. One, this really attractive couple came all the way to the back of the store. It was late one night and they needed, I don't know what they needed. They asked for like something or it was like a, it was a husband and his wife. And he asked if this color was good on her or something like that. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah it looks good on her. And, and then he was like, well, you know, do you want to maybe like get dinner with us? And I was like, what? I, I don't know. I didn't even, I was so confused. They wanted to fuck and I didn't know. I was like, why, why is this guy asking, why is this couple asking me to go out to dinner with them? 
I didn't know about swingers. I didn't know about couples that would fuck H&M employees. I didn't know that was a thing. I kind of regret, regret, I cried, kind of regret not taking them up on it because, you know, you only live once. But I was a little shocked because I thought I was just giving like turtleneck advice, not seeing his turtleneck. Not that I know if he was uncircumcised or not, but he kind of had like a European flair. And I'm going to guess that he had a little turtleneck on that little or not so little sausage of his. But they were giving me the vibe and I didn't know what the vibe was because I had never caught the vibe before because I was only like 19 years old. This was five years ago. I barely knew what was going on in life. And I was like, um, yeah, maybe when I get out, I can meet you guys someplace. And so he gives me his card. I think I still have it somewhere. I wish I still had it in this pile, but it's not in this particular pile that I have. He gave me his card and on it, it said dentist. He was a dentist. Now I regret not at least having him fill my cavities, not all of them, you know, uh, I, w- I probably should have had him fill all of my cavities, but I- he didn't fill any of my cavities and that's my life's greatest regret. He wrote, call us for a spig come over to our house for a spaghetti dinner and it was like the most innocent yet creepy thing simultaneous creepy and innocent thing I'd ever experienced in my life and I just I really regret not taking him up on it because like I said life is short I could have had free dental work for the rest of my life I think that's worth one spaghetti dinner (laughs) right? And then the other thing that happened to that store that I'll never, never forget is when I was working in the back at the kids department, the children's department, and this doctor comes in, which is what I was going to tell you guys from before. And he comes in, looks like he knows exactly where he's going. And I see him out of the corner of my eye because he has a scrubs and he's kind of attractive. He comes out, passes the lingerie department and goes into the women's clothing and it's fall. So he's like in the brown and orange clothing area because everything was color coordinated in H&M. I don't know if you remember that if you've ever been in one. Also, people would also shit in shopping bags and leave them in the fitting rooms. You guys probably remember that if you shop there. And he goes over to the brown clothing and I see him kind of like, it looks like he's vigorously passing through the the hangers, like f- very fast passing the hangers and like like searching through the fucking hangers I can hear my outro music again. Why is it doing this? Oh my god. Ah, oh, this is what I have to get. I have to get a uh, fucking Jamie. So he's passing through all of the hangers very vigorously. Just and I was like, God, this guy's really searching for something. Maybe I should go help him. And as I get closer, I realized he wasn't searching through the hangers. He was jerking off into the clothing. What? A doctor from a very prominent hospital in Boston. This was in downtown crossing is jerking off into the clothing. I get closer and I see that he's like just about to finish his fall shopping for his wife. And I'm like, sir. And he kind of looks up at me and I'm like, what? What's going on, man? You just, you just take a break from, from your, your spinal surgery to come over here and tap into our fall line. 
Like, I, I don't know what's going on here. Did you literally just take a break from giving someone a C-section to jerk off into our fall section? <laughs> and he gets shocked. And one of our managers is walking. I'm like, Natalie! I scream this across the, the store. Natalie! This doctor's jerking off into our autumn wear. <laughs> and she's like, what? And then he starts taking off out of the store. And Natalie's like chasing him on the walkie-talkie. There's a, there's a doctor jerking off in the fall attire. Repeat, there's a doctor jerking off in the autumn wear. And the guy's like, I just fucking wanted to bust a nut. And I was so grossed out. I was so grossed out that day. I had so many questions. Why come into H&M? Why does he think it means hanking and masturbating? I know it's yanking, but that's all my brain had. Does it mean, you know, uh, uh, holding, holding and masturbating? It's, it, it, it shocks me to this day, and I'm, I'm perplexed to this day thinking about it. Why the women's fall wear? Why not the lingerie that he passed? I would understand if he, you know, slipped his dick in a night slip, not in a turtleneck, not in brown clothing. He went by lace to go jerk off into the, the double knits. Why, why during the day? Why not go into a bathroom? But then again, maybe this is his thing. Everyone has their own little quirks. Everyone has their own little perverse fetishes. Maybe he's, uh, it's not voyeuristic. It's, um, what's the word? Uh, ex, uh, exhibitionist. Maybe he likes to be watched. Maybe his, he's pissed off at his wife and uh, turtlenecks reminded him of her and they got divorced recently. I don't know. I don't know, but all I, I, I try to err on the side of empathy and that's probably why I'll end up on Dateline NBC one day. Usually empathetic bitches get, are the ones that get pushed over the sides of boats and go missing and 10 years later, they find her wristwatch underneath a patch of moss in a heavily wooded area or ravine. I don't know. It's speculation. But I try to have empathy, especially for men. I feel like, you know, I, I obviously have empathy for women. I've lived a female life. And if you, as you guys know, know, if you've listened to this podcast or other shows I've been on, I've been through some shit. So me of all people, I have every right to be kind of a spiteful bitch, but I'm not. Because empathy drives my my daily existence so I try to have empathy for guys like this and I've thought about him from time to time like maybe he just was having a hard day like literally a hard day and he couldn't he had to get rid of it and it was kind of his kink and the store wasn't that busy so he just thought oh this would be a quick release into the cashmere and I can go about my lunch break like maybe he just wanted to run in and pop one off and then go get some Panera. I, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not in his mind. I didn't get an opportunity to ask him why, but sir, if you're out there, you know who you are and you're listening, please give us a call. <laughs> give us a call. Speaking of giving us a call, you can call the podcast, call us. We will play your voicemails on the show. The number is 513, 513-916- 0930. That's the number to call us. You can call and leave a number, uh, leave a message or a text message, but I think it pretty much does the, it, it does, it leaves the the text message as well. Yep. 513-916-0930. 
and I'll play your voicemails. Let's play a couple. We have a couple here. But to that guy, if you're out there and you know this is you, give me an email, comedy at gmail.com. I'd love to hear what happened to you that day. And I, you didn't get to finish. I apologize. And if you have a boat, I'm sure we could find a place for you to finish. <laughs> okay. This message is from Lindsay. Let's see what Lindsay has to say. Okay. Hey there, Jessie May. My name is Lindsay. I'm from right outside of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm a huge Honeydew fan, huge Ryan Sickler fan, and I loved the episode that you did with him. I laughed, I cried, I did every other cliche, I vibed with everything you said, but you had a quote, and it just took me. It was about dating the level that you think you deserve. Thankfully, I'm happily married, so I, you know, I got what I deserve, and I like it, and I just have to tell you, I am kind of new to TikTok, but I used your little clip to make a voiceover, and I hope that that shit spreads far and wide, because that's the best relationship advice I've ever heard. If you want to check it out, my my name on TikTok is Lynn, L-I-N, underscore Z, like the letter, underscore Holland. But yeah, I appreciate the shit out of you. Thank you so much for all the laughs. You are awesome. Keep kicking ass, girl. Love you. I'm on TikTok, bitch. I really am on TikTok. I just haven't made any videos, really. But Lynn, thank you. Thank you for putting me on TikTok. Lindsay, I appreciate you. And I'm I'm glad that you connected with what I said. It makes me feel for you because if you connected that I would assume some things have happened in your life or you've gone through some traumatic experiences like most of us have but I'm here to be an example of being able to come out on the other side better positive and motivated to continue on and and grow and create a life worth living so thank you so fucking much for that message and I appreciate you putting me on TikTok I hope the word spreads let's see who this one is um there's no uh Okay, we'll see. Well, that's okay. Yeah, but then the lettuce will dry. Yeah, these ones are going to dry. I'm not worried about these ones. No, those ones are not going to be those. No, let's just leave all these for right now, okay? Let's just leave them. Oh, my God, I think someone butt-dialed us. We're going to continue to listen. Oh, wait. This is yeah, definitely a butt dial. Yeah, these ones are not worried about these ones. No, those ones are not. Sounds like a dad and his kid. So far, no wife. I mean, there's a bunch of kids. It's like an orphanage. How do they not know the phone is on? Sounds like they got home and mom's there.
Is someone peeing? Okay, well, thank you for that call. Really anticlimactic after the woman who, Lindsay, who called to let me know about how she was touched by my rape stories. Here goes dad of the year with his butt dial. <laughs> so whoever left me that, feel free to call back. Oh, wait, he did. Oh, wait, he did call. He butt dialed me. Here's his message. Hey, just wanted to leave you a message. This is not something you need to play in your podcast. I could have tweeted this to you, but uh, I just listened to your episode on uh, Sickler's podcast. And as a dad of a little girl, um, that's really important stuff to hear. And, um, and and I have a little boy, too. So, you know, from both sides of that equation, um, I think that what you said and what you were um, you know, not afraid to come out and talk about is really important for people to hear, um, even people that don't have those experiences. But we have kids that we don't want to have those experiences, and we also don't want our children to enact those experiences on other people. So, um, yeah, I, I, as a kind of vulnerable weirdo as well, um, I just wanted to say that uh, it's super awesome what you did. And uh, I, and I'm sure a lot of other people, appreciate it too. Well, I'm the asshole. <laughs> you didn't leave your name. I wish I could thank you by name. And the outpouring of support from people from Ryan Sickler's podcast, The Honeydew, which you guys should definitely listen to and subscribe to. It's a great podcast and has motivated me to talk more about my life and things that make me feel vulnerable. I appreciate all the support from you guys. I've never lived my life as a victim, even though I've been a victim of terrible things. I've always tried to become the victor for other people and try to, excuse me, try to showcase how you can come out, out of tragedy, out of trauma, out of adverse things in your life and still strive for something better, still keep going, still want and grow and contribute and that's that's all I want every day is to grow and contribute to my friends and family and community and when I hear you guys responding to things that I talked about that were very personal it means the world to me it motivates me to dig deeper into my psyche and to reveal parts of me that are vulnerable and parts of me that make me feel humility. <laughs> Still think I'm saying that word wrong. It, it motivates me in the right direction. So I want to thank every single one of you that have come out and have messaged me. And there's so many of you, and I'm sorry if I can't get back to all of you. It feels a lot like during the time I was losing my dad when he passed from Alzheimer's, when he was sick with Alzheimer's for that year, the more I shared, the more you guys cared and the more you gave back to me and expressed gratitude with me sharing my experience. And that's, that's what I'm going to do more of. I'm going to do more of sharing the adverse aspects of life and, and sharing how I get overcome them and how I get through them so that you guys know you can too. And all while 
laughing at my own shit. So if you don't like that, then move the fuck on. But we're going to keep this positive and keep this motivating and keep it empathetic. And, you know, positivity begets positivity and all that great stuff. I, I really, truly appreciate all of the support. And I'm, I'm, I'm honestly humbled by the messages that continue to arrive in my DMs and voicemails. So if you guys want to call, give us a call on the podcast, 513-916-0930. I'll, I'll feature your, your voicemail. So be careful with what you say because it's going to go out in the airwaves. <laughs> but be, be comfortable in your vulnerability. I think that's the key. And learn how you occur in life and dig into those parts of you that you're afraid to face. And I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, the more digging you do, the more gold you find. And it is gold that you can share with other people. And I promise you also that the moment you share your gold with somebody else is the moment you get to let go and also feel a part of something. It's a beautiful thing to be able to share your wisdom with other people. And, you know, here, cheers to that, guys. Cheers to that. Cheers to talking about our vulnerabilities and being comfortable in that. So that's that's the most I can hope for this week because it's been fucking crazy. <laughs> it's been a fucking crazy week. I thank you guys so much. I only had two glasses of wine. Well, a glass and a half. I'm going to chug the rest of this after. But I appreciate you guys. Don't forget to check out the YouTube page. Join the Patreon club, patreon.com forward slash Jesse May Peluso. Join the Funhouse fan club. Videos up exclusive to Patreon. Pick any tier you want to be a part of. The podcast will be available on the YouTube page. Bam! Bong and Movie is still going. It's still rolling. We're just cutting back to like two, one or two episodes a month because of all the other work that I'm doing right now. And I have a whole bunch of stuff coming out I can't talk about. But once we get into production, I will share it with you. So thank you guys so much. Check out the BAM Bong and Movie on my YouTube page. Subscribe to the YouTube page. And make sure you rate and review us on the Sharp Tongue Podcast. Let me know how you're enjoying it. And if you have something negative to say, you know what I say about that. Stop. Listen, what's that sound? You're negative in your mouth. Just maybe think... Am I coming from a place of love or fear right now with these hateful words? And with these loving words, you guys are the best. Thank you so much. I hope you have a great week. Bye for now. I'm going to finish my wine and smoke a blunt. Smoke a fucking blunt. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.